As an entrepreneur, when you you are the product or you're creating a product that's your baby, you take things personally, and I think that you should. But the balance between taking it personally enough that you care about it and you see opportunities to improve, but also not so personally that you you know, can't sleep at night. Welcome to Better Together with Kosti Epifonsev, a podcast on parenting, business, and living life intentionally. We're here every week to bring you thoughtful conversation on making your own path to success, challenging the status quo, and finding all the ways we're better together. Here's your host, Kosti Epifonsev. Hey, y'all, this is Costa, and today I'm here with my guest, Kelly Fitzpatrick, founder and creative director of Lenny and Eva, and founder and co-owner of The Monarch in Baxter, Tennessee. Kelly, thank you for joining us today. You took the idea for an inspirational bracelet line and turned it into a multi-million dollar brand. I think some form of this sentence is what every entrepreneur dreams to hear read after their name. So where should we begin? First of all, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Honored to be here. Yeah, my uh, story is not like any other entrepreneur. It, it didn't start out, my degree's in English. I okay. was a high school English teacher. I didn't enjoy that. You were a teacher. I was. Oh, wow. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I did that for about five years. Okay. And then got my first taste of entrepreneurship uh, when I started a photography business with a fellow teacher. When I was able to replace my teaching salary with that, she wanted to continue teaching I was ready to be out. Sure. So I did that for a while and that was fun. And then I'm married and have three children. And after the birth of our son, who was a surprise, I got the idea for the jewelry and I didn't really know what I was doing, but I just started researching and I bought this book, uh, which is super cheesy title, Mommy Millionaire. <laughs> and my husband and I had a weekend trip to Vegas planned and I read the whole book. And I knew then that I wanted to go the wholesale route um, with this jewelry. So that's really kind of where it started. And I booked a booth at a trade show in Atlanta and made some sales, paid for the booth. And then I was like, okay. What, what we're year doing was this. that? 2009. Okay. So Lenny and Eva started in 2009. Yes. Wow. When did you know? Like, obviously, you know, you sold some some of the items and products at the booth. Mm -hmm. And when did you really start to sort of feel like, okay, this is actually going to turn into something special? Did you have like a moment in time? So the original bracelet design was really unique. Okay. And I think it came on at a time. This was a leather bracelet, very shabby chic, which was in at the time. And um, it was inspirational. And so I think it just came onto the scene at a time when women were looking for that. And sure. it was unique enough that it kind of uh, went viral before things viral went viral. Was a thing. Before viral was a Ooh. thing. Yeah. So we joined with a showroom in Atlanta and they really helped us to promote the brand. And, you know, within a couple of years, we had hundreds of retail stores that were carrying our brand across the United States. And uh, it was way easier, I think, than it would have been to do like a direct to consumer kind of sale where I'm setting up a craft fair. Sure. So that business model worked really well for me where I was at that point in my life. Two questions. First one is, did you actually enjoy Vegas or did you sit in your room and read your book the whole time? Always enjoy Vegas. Okay. <laughs> But the second question that I have is like, this is a multi-million dollar company. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you and I have been in so many different rooms together. We sit on the chamber board together. I had no idea 
that you had a multi-million dollar company. <laughs> I just thought that you ran the Monarch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So do you get that a lot? I do. I do. Or people think that Lenny and Eva is just a local brand or sure. like it's something that's just happening here in, in this area or maybe just Tennessee and don't realize how far out it actually reaches. And how far out does it reach? Uh, we're in all of the states. Okay. Um, the UK. We have uh, yeah a few international accounts, certainly more in the United States than anywhere else. So. Nice. So for anyone listening who thinks the only way to build success, wealth, or recognition is to leave the Upper Cumberland, what is your advice? And how did you leverage your local community and network to build Lenny and Eva? That's a good question. So certainly there are careers where you would have to relocate. If you want to be an actor and actress, you're going to have to go to LA. But for this particular business... I was able to Google research most of the information that I needed and find the materials and vendors that I needed. And then from there, I was able to network with those vendors. So maybe I had a manufacturer for this component and I was looking to figure out how to do this other thing. So I would ask them. And so they would say, oh, yeah, you need to call this company and they can help you with that. Also, I uh, worked really closely with Mara and Marlene at the market who are business owners. That's that's was the customer that I was looking to gain. So sure. being able to talk with them and say, what do you need from a brand? And they were able to share that information with me and really helped to set us up for success from the very beginning. So I'm very, very thankful for them. But I do think that you can really research and especially now everything is so accessible Uh, It's easy to promote your brand from wherever you are. And as far as skills that you need, a lot of that can be outsourced. So if it's not something, and I'm certainly guilty of trying to teach myself how to do probably more things than I should, but if it's not something that I can figure out, there's certainly someone out there in another state or maybe locally that has the skill that I'm looking for and I can find them and just hire them out. Did you have to raise money? No. Okay. So you you bootstrapped it all yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay, so very excited to ask this question. You have to watch your bottom line, like very closely. You're obviously an English major and you taught English. Um, Was it hard for you to learn that aspect of your business? Because when you're bootstrapping it, all the money that you're making, you're then turning around and spending it on sort of the scaling of your company. Yeah. So my husband uh, is in business with Lenny and Eva as well. Okay. And he's definitely the finance numbers guy. Nice. And he jokes that um, that he just puts me in a corral. And the corral is either, you know, this wide yeah. or this small. And yeah. I don't really like, I, <laughs> I do know what's happening within our business, but I prefer to just know these are what my the operations. very loose guidelines are. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Nice. So I want to talk about your newest venture, The Monarch. How did growing up in Baxter influence your approach to development and renovation of this building? And did you think you'd ever come back to the wedding industry? (laughs) So um, my Baxter roots are very deep. I live on Bruce Ridge Road. And so after the birth of my grandson, because my daughter lives on Bruce Ridge Road as well, he is the seventh generation in our family to be like, not born literally on the road, but to like start their life sure. on the Bruce Ridge. So I love the town of Baxter. I just I love everything about it. Um, the people there, the scenery, it's just uh, it's home to me. So when this building went up for auction, we bought it not really having a plan for what we would do with it. Just that it was a beautiful building. Uh, it needed a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And we demoed pretty quickly and then just kind of sat on it for a while and didn't do anything. But I think that 
it's really important to think about like every skill that you learn along the way or every job that you have or interaction that you have is never done. And so um, with weddings, like when I thought about what my skill set was or what I had knowledge about, like having been a wedding photographer, I knew what I would look for in a venue if I were a photographer. And so those skills, I think, really kind of shaped like that. And also it being just a weekend kind of thing made it a good fit for us. I mean, I've been to two events at the Monarch and they were fantastic. And the good. space is beautiful. What was it before it was a wedding space? It was uh, so it was built in 1920. Okay. It was originally a hardware store. And then for most of my youth, I remember it as um, W.T. Sewell, which was a like an institutional like wholesale grocery place. Okay. I think that closed in like the 90s. The city bought it and was using it as basically storage. There was a tree growing out of the back of the building. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yeah. It was a mess. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, have you ever lived anywhere else but Baxter? Um, I lived in Cookville for about a year while okay. our house was being built. My in-laws had an extra house in Cookville and we lived there. And for a few years and like the beginning of our marriage, we rented in Cookville and outside of that, no. And so Tennessee Tech? I did. Yes. Okay. So you are like Mrs. Baxter? <laughs> are you the ba Are you like the official representative of Baxter, oh, Tennessee? I don't know. Baxter has so many great people, um, <laughs> but I've been there well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I honestly didn't spend much time in Baxter until just recently when we did the mural with Leadership Putnam. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, like going down there and seeing the downtown and meeting the mayor who is John Martin. John Martin. Yeah, such a nice guy. Yeah. And he's got this energy about him. Yeah. And I just thought, okay, like, you know, Baxter's really positioned for really great things. And quite surprising that it's taken longer than than I would expect, given that it's actually closer to Nashville. Do you think the growth is becoming even more exponential in Baxter than it is in like Cookville and other areas? I'm on the beautification committee. We had mm -hmm. a lunch today and uh, the mayor was sharing that I think there are 350 townhomes being built on Highway 56 right between 70 and the interstate. So I think that area is really going to start uh, seeing quite a bit of growth. Wow. That's a lot. So as we've said, long before the success of Lenny and Eva or the Monarch, you started a part-time photography business that would eventually eclipse your salary as a teacher and bring you into the world of entrepreneurship. If you could go back, like all the way back, and tell yourself one thing about business, what would it be? Hmm. I think it's such a delicate balance. And I think I'm still honing those skills, but I think as an entrepreneur, when you you are the product or you're creating a product that's your baby, you take things personally. And I think that you should. But the balance between taking it personally enough that you care about it and you see opportunities to improve, but also not so personally that you you know, can't sleep at night. Yeah. Or you hustle. Obviously, you're going to hustle. You're going to work your butt off, but not so much that you can't enjoy the fruits of your labor. So finding that balance between all of those things, bad reviews, you're going to have them like, how do you respond to that in a way that doesn't cause your mental health to, to struggle? Like your first four or five years, and just speaking candidly, it was very difficult for me trying to scale this business. I mean, we were growing 20, 25% a year and, you know, it was just, it was insane. Mm-hmm. 
What about for you? Like, did you find yourself trapped in a dark dungeon, uh, metaphorically speaking, of course, and you were just literally just like, okay, product, 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 sell, 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 optimize, optimize, mm-hmm. optimize, grow, grow, grow. I was very fortunate that straight out of the gate, the the people that I brought onto the team were the right choices wow. um, and had a really, really strong team during our biggest stages of growth. It grew so quickly that I think a lot of the problems that maybe some new businesses face financially, those weren't obstacles for us Nice, because it was just happening all so quickly. So we were able to scale pretty easily. As I'm sort of listening to you describe your business model and and some of the positives that you've experienced, I'm assuming that it was a high margin business from the very beginning and you hit a stream of revenue and you hit it at a perfect time and you obviously made a quality product and Mm -hmm. it was kind of like the perfect storm. It was. It's so awesome. It was. And I'll tell you this, you have a perfect demeanor for being a executive because uh, you're never like too intense and you're not like super docile. You're like very balanced person. And so I think when people go to work for you, they're like, gosh, I can find peace. (laughs) People go to work for me. They're like, clawing up the wall. You know, they're like, oh my God, I'm running away. (laughs) Then I pull them back and I'm like, no, don't go. (laughs) I would hope that they would think that. Um, I know that I have my moments for sure. But uh, yeah, I tend to be more of an observer and I don't really say a lot most of the time. So I think I mentioned this, this, even this podcast is uncomfortable for me. Yeah, you're doing a great job. uh, But I, I tend to observe and take notes and then formulate a plan and then come to the table with whatever it is I think needs to happen. All right. Passion, storytelling, and love is at the center of everything you create as a business owner and leader. How have you used these values to responsibly and ethically scale your business, provide opportunities to women, and honor the value of every employee? I think uh, empathy is such an important quality to have as a business owner and as a leader, as an entrepreneur. And I think the more times I can put myself into someone else's shoes and say, okay, well, if this is a purchase that I made online and, you know, my package was lost or it was broken or whatever, like how would I want to be treated in that case? Mm-hmm. The more times that you can put yourself in someone else's shoes, I think the better your business will be actually on the way here. We have a wedding at the Monarch today. And the AC unit in the brides and grooms suite was not working properly. So we called the, uh, you know, the heating and cooling guy. But Uh until he could get there, I was like, it's probably steamy in there. So I went to the dollar store and bought some fans and took them over. And I think they appreciated that. But again, if it were my daughter's wedding and the AC was out, I would probably not be happy. I mean, (laughs) I am, I can, you know, Morgan's also wedding or was a wedding photographer. You know, you're in the wedding business. Uh The stakes are so high. It's the most important day. I don't know how you can. Until then, the most important. How do you run a bit? Like, how do you meet the expectations Mm -hmm. of somebody on the most important day of their life? It sounds like a very stressful business to be in. You try to, I think, think of every circumstance and then have an answer ready. When it comes to vendors, we try to just give them all the details, probably more information than they want to know so that when they arrive, they know what our expectations are. And we'll have meetings with our brides a couple of times 
Um, obviously, we're always available to chat with them. We have open hours one day through the week so that they can come and just hang out. So the more times that they can get in the space and feel comfortable with it and ask yeah. lots of questions and the more times our vendors are in, uh, I think it makes it a smoother process for everyone. How many employees do you have for Lenny and Eva? So Lenny and Eva, there are five of us. Okay, great. And then at the Monarch, there are just three. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I just love the fact that you've been able to build such a huge business with five people. So throughout the years, we've gone from doing manufacturing in-house. Now we have manufacturers in Rhode Island that we use. And so our materials will go to them. They'll put it all together and then it comes back into the warehouse and there may be some finishing. And then, of course, like the packaging and fulfillment happens there. But there have been times when we've had more employees after COVID. We had to downsize quite a bit and that Mm -hmm. was super sad. But I think now the business model that we have is actually working better than before. So have you had to change your style from what you originally like the leather oh, bracelets? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you're <laughs> constantly adapting your style. Constantly. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And that's another challenge. I think being in fashion is that the trends do change so quickly, but our mission has always been to inspire women. So no matter what we do, no matter what it looks like, we always want to make sure that that mission is being fulfilled. Like so many working mothers, throughout your career, you've had to find balance in your role as an entrepreneur, a mother, a wife, and a community leader. Are there any specific lessons you've shared with Stevie and Brady that all our daughters can learn from? Mm, That's a good question. Probably I do not fit the narrative when it comes to this topic because while I am a woman and a business owner, I've always taught my girls that the fact that they are women should not define who they are. So yes, you're a woman, but the moment you let that be an obstacle for you or the moment you allow yourself to tell yourself that's the reason why I didn't get this job or I didn't get, you know, this opportunity wasn't given to me because I am a woman. Well, you know, that's what you are. So I just encourage them to just take everything very personally, like Whatever that challenge is, like, how can I just personally overcome this and not look at it as something that's an obstacle for them because they're a woman? Obviously, we have different challenges if we're moms. And hopefully you have a partner who's helping out. Um, And I had not only a great partner, but a whole village of family members who helped along the way. So that wasn't so much an obstacle for me. But I know that that could be for some women. And you just we figure out how to work around those things. I mean, it's hard to start a business, grow a business, make it successful, have children. I mean, honestly, it's really, it's it's almost impossible to do it and be successful and are proficient in all those categories if you don't have family around, Mm -hmm. you know? And I feel for some of the people because the people who are really stretched, really, really thin, they always sort of emphasize the uh, familial responsibilities that they have and how important it is versus like their own significant accomplishments. Because I feel like when you look back, at least I do, when I look back and I think of like how far Jessica and I have come in the last decade, like I wonder if, I mean, well, I I don't wonder, I know that we probably couldn't have done all this if her parents didn't live in Cokeville. Yeah. Lenny and Eva Jewelry has resonated with women worldwide, helping them honor the many seasons, changes, and celebrations of life. 
How does it feel to know that your designs have impacted so many people on such a personal level? Yeah, so that's bananas. (laughs) It's still (laughs) so strange for me to see someone else wearing, like just to see someone out in public wearing something that I've designed. It's surreal, but also like so awesome because um, that's why we do what we do. That's our mission is to inspire women. So I think every time we create something and we put a message on it, we're always thinking about which specific woman or girl is going to see this on a store shelf and whatever that message is, they're going to say that that's what I needed to hear today. Or they're looking for a gift for a friend and they read that message and they're like, oh yeah, that's exactly what she needs to hear. So I'm just so grateful that we've had the opportunity to hopefully inspire hundreds of thousands of women uh, over the years and help them to maybe achieve a goal or overcome an obstacle or just feel better about themselves. What are you going to do next? With Lenny and Eva? I mean, just in general. general? I mean, you've got so many things going on. Uh, So I'm actually, (laughs) I just started a book. I'm only a few pages in uh, from strength to strength, which is about managing the second half of your life. And it's written for entrepreneurs or like high achievers. And so I think I got to that point where like I did this and I did this and I did this and this and this and this. And then I'm like, okay, what's next? But there doesn't really have to be something next. And I think. You ready to hang your hat? No, no, no. Not retire. But I think learn how to just enjoy this season of my life. So my oldest daughter and son just uh, had a baby. So I'm a grandmother now and I'm excited to explore this season. Isn't it incredible that you guys all get to live on the same road? Are are all of your kids going to end up living on the same road, build houses and like one big compound? I mean, I talked about it. I mean, would you like that? I may have a sketch (laughs) of a compound. I I may. It It may be in existence. (laughs) Yes. Are you thinking about Maybe another wedding venue? I don't know. Whatever skills I have, if they lead me to uh, something, some new opportunity for sure, mm-hmm. I'm down to explore whatever. But right now I'm not like actively pursuing another thing. I just want to enjoy. I want to enjoy my grandson right now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we always like to end the show on a high note. Who is someone that makes you better when you're together? Yeah. So I can't just pick one. I can't. I can't. It's just my family. Like that's Sophie's choice. I have three kids and a husband like there's no way and a grandson. Now, if honestly I had to cast a vote right now, he would win. (laughs) But um, every Thursday, uh, so Stevie and Ben obviously don't live at home anymore. Brady doesn't live at home anymore. It's just Jude and John and myself. But on Thursdays, we get together and I do a family dinner and everyone's in the house and we just laugh and they're really loud and, um, you know, the dog's barking and it's kind of chaotic and it's just, it's just perfect. It's my family. They're all of the best parts of me. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Better Together with Costa Yepafontiv. If you've enjoyed listening and you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Leave us a review or better yet, share this episode with a friend. Better Together with Costa Yepafontiv is a Costa Yepafontiv production. Today's episode was written and produced by Morgan Franklin. Post-production, mixing, and editing by Mike Franklin. Want to know more about Costa? Visit us at costayepafontiv.com. We're better together.
We'd like to remind our listeners that the views and opinions expressed during this episode are those of the individual speakers and do not necessarily represent or reflect the official policy or position of this show, its producers, or any related entities or advertisers. While our discussions may touch on various topics of interest, please note that the content is intended to inspire thought-provoking dialogue and should not be used for a substitute for professional advice. Specifically, nothing heard on this podcast should be construed as financial, legal, medical, or any other kind of professional advice. We encourage our listeners to consult with a professional in these areas for guidance tailored to their specific circumstances.